This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. The next generation of women will say, we never doubted it for a moment. L'Oreal Paris. Super State Matte Ink from Maybelline, New York. A liquid matte formula that's transfer proof and lasts all day. 25 love struck shades that love you back because you and your lips were made to be loved. Lacme Green Mint. Who doesn't want to look pretty? So last night, I saw one of my favorite Instagram influencers ditch her usual content and talk about her new beauty regimen that she claims has worked wonders for her skin. I'm currently using the White Seed Brightening Serum. I bought this product very recently and loving it absolutely. If you have texture on your skin or if you just need some hydration on your skin and you don't need a very heavy serum, highly recommend this. I've had the worst breakout in months got these three dreadful zits right in a line. I'm thinking my pickup line for Valentine's Day should be, why look at the night sky when you can see Orion's belt on my cheek? Jokes apart, being someone who gets pretty swayed by what celebrities and influencers say, I ended up placing an order for the said product. Whether it ends up clearing up my skin or leads to the emergence of a whole new constellation on my face, We'll have to keep that for another episode. But that's the thing. This influencer made me purchase a brand I had never heard of before. That's exactly what direct-to-consumer beauty and personal care company Good Glam Group is trying to script. There's a new moniker too, Content Commerce. And it turns out, they too have been busy shopping like me. Not for products, silly, but companies. Stay tuned as I speak to Noshad Rizwanullah, CEO Miss Malini Entertainment, one of the content companies cherry-picked by Good Glam last December. I'll also speak to my colleague Sneha Shah to discuss this buying spree and also decipher what this content-to-commerce strategy is all about. We'll also talk about how the Good Glam group finds itself drawn into a sexual harassment controversy in Scoop Whoop, which is one of the content startups that it scooped up in October. We'll try and find out if there's been a rethink in their strategy at all. The CEO of Scoop Whoop, Satvik Mishra, resigned after being accused of allegedly sexually harassing a former employee. The accusation surfaced recently after the survivor posted on social media the reason for his resignation and named Satvik as the accused. I'm your host Dia Reki and today is the 11th of February and you're listening to Good Glam Bad Glam on The Morning Brief. For those of you who splurge on skincare and cosmetics, you might know My Glam. It was My Glam till a few months back but then chose to be rebranded as Good Glam Group to bring in all of its businesses under a single umbrella. It became a unicorn last November, which means that its valuation crossed the $1 billion mark. And the Good Glam Group has been acquiring companies at a pace that would make me breathless. So I got my colleague Sneha Shah to bring us up to speed. Good Glam realized that, you know, uh, though it was getting good growth in sales uh, 
the higher customer acquisition cost was a big problem for their them and the only way to solve that was to have a very strong content platform by its side so in 2020 just when we were in the midst of the first wave of coronavirus it went on and acquired popexo and plexo these are women centric content platform and then you know there are these baby chakra you know even miss malini entertainment which is very high on the celebrity and the high end influencer network and then scoop whoop where people primarily come and consume a lot of men centric content so it has acquired all these uh, you know companies to strengthen its entire content to commerce platform actually it's the arrival of the beauty and personal care category um, on the world stage uh, i think um, the time has come the moment has come for dtc beauty personal care giant um that's bigger than a decacon to come out of india and i think this is the first step towards that that was darpan sangvi good glam groups founder and ceo as much as i wanted to dive right into what is happening now i needed to tell myself aap chronology samjhiye so i picked sneha's brains a bit more and got her to tell me how good glam group got to this point it all started in 2017 where the founder darpan sangvi after having tried his hands at opening high end spas salons and also on demand home salon business uh, decided to pivot to the beauty and personal care segment where you know he saw a lot of demand coming from the cosmetics brand created specifically for the indian consumers need just in last 18 months the company has grown through uh, 10 quick acquisitions 2019 is when it raised uh, its uh, series b so uh, the company was uh, somewhere valued at around uh, 150 to 200 million and um, after that uh, in the last 18 months alone it has raised around 1800 crores from investors including prosus warburg pinkers and uh, if sources are to be believed the company is now stitching up a larger round Uh, from new and existing investors expecting a valuation bump up to around 2 billion now that the chronology is in place i needed to understand what exactly this whole content to commerce strategy really means the content to commerce strategy is where uh, you know you discover your customers through uh, content which is like either through websites there are blogs or uh, you know uh, there's instagram youtube where uh, a lot of these women you know uh, and also now men who come and consume a lot of content they could be training sessions or how to use a particular product kind of a thing there are a lot of uh, questions that women have around their hygiene and also you discover customers through them and you you know translate that into commerce where you then end up channeling them to Uh, buy your products if we have to see by the numbers that the company has shared with us prior to the popexo acquisition they were probably acquiring 30000 customers each month and that now stands at around 2 million so uh, each time someone comes up to the popexo platform searching for uh, say the best concealer or say the best uh, you know lipstick brand so there would be lot of um, 
articles or a lot of uh, posts that people would have created. And at the end of it, there would be advertisements or or these are your own uh, you know, promoted content where you really direct people uh, to the good glam products. Uh, same is the case with the uh, same as Malini Entertainment where, you know, they have this huge influencer network. Now, influencers and the content uh, creators have come to assume a lot of importance in the last uh, in a couple of years where people have started consuming a lot of uh, content on YouTube and Instagram. With that context in mind, the Good Glam Group struck gold with its acquisition of celebrity media and influencer talent management network, Miss Malini Entertainment. And we got Noshad Rizwanullah to give us an idea of where the company fits into the larger vision of the Good Glam Group. The precursor to our acquisition was MyGlam's acquisition of PopXO a couple of years back. Uh, at that time, that was the first bet they made on the content to commerce proposition and the results that they saw from that were extremely positive. And as a result, uh, you know, the idea of course is that the customer acquisition cost uh, can be quite high in these industries, in the beauty segment, etc. And by leveraging content and creators into that mix, uh, what my glam saw was a dramatic reduction in their uh, customer acquisition costs. So as a result, uh, the strategy has been to kind of expand the content footprint to be able to also expand the reach and access to creators and influencers. And in Ms. Mani's case, uh, that includes also your, your top level celebrities and um, TV, OTT type of stars, as well as musicians, etc. And so, you know, the Ms. Mani acquisition filled in some white spaces that uh, my glam was looking to add to their media portfolio. So, you know, content to commerce, the first word, uh, content is the operative term here. And as I just described, this is a big part of what we do. And um, the word that's missing here is, is also creators. Um, young audiences are increasingly spending most of their time on digital, uh, consuming content from their creators. And as a result, naturally, they tend to take a lot of their uh, lifestyle or, or other advice from these people. And that's where we fit in. But now I'm super curious, and I'm sure you are too, to find out more about the kind of potential that this space offers to brands that want to reach their customers directly through influencers. It's still early days, you know, for the acquisition. And right now, most of our time and energies have gone into the integration and the alignment of our teams and strategies. In terms of insights, that's something that will grow over time. In terms of numbers, of course, it depends on the industry, the client, the sector. So it's hard to give an overall kind of numerical answer to this. But the big advantage of influencer marketing is the fact that you're able to now reach and target the majority of your consumer base, which today is is a lot of young people, um, because that's where they're spending their time online on digital. And secondly, you're able to tap into the people and the opinions and the voices that they trust and respect. And if you can do that in a conscientious way where it's clear that the, you're following good hygiene guidelines and you're not just promoting anything and everything just because you can using an influencer, uh, but actually targeting the right influencers for your segment or your category, the likelihood of converting on your advertising is much higher when it comes from a trusted entity like an influencer or a creator, or even if it's your friend that's shared a piece of content they've enjoyed from another influencer. And so that's why you're seeing, you know, a lot of brands now shifting increasingly their marketing spends to digital. And as we've seen during the pandemic, you know, when, when things do um, get impacted, 
digital is the one sphere that is able to continue. And business to the pandemic has been booming. So when the first wave hit, everything really kind of shut down. Advertising came to a standstill. But uh, the bright spot there actually was that most marketing dollars uh, that were still active shifted into the digital sphere. And specifically at that time into influencer marketing, which was uh, which is one of our core areas of expertise. So in that sense, we actually had parts of our business that uh, were able to do fairly well. Uh, when the second wave hit, uh, which was a much more severe um, situation, things came to a, a bit more of a grinding halt at that point. And so the recovery that everyone was expecting was a bit delayed. Overall, we've had some, some bright spots. Uh, we've had some you know, lean spots like everyone else. And uh, looking forward, we think it's going to lead to a, a very strong recovery that uh, promises to be a good year for us. But it isn't all rosy. I got Sneha to give us an idea of the pitfalls of this strategy. There's no real proof yet that people are really transacting through these content platforms. So we are yet to see the numbers converge in large chunk. Yes, people are consuming a lot of content, but how many of them are really coming and buying your products? The jury's out on that. There are brands like Nike. Now it's a listed company and they have been doing this entire influencer content thing. And just yesterday when we were talking to uh, the founder, they said that, you know, the only reliance on content to commerce is not uh, how a BPC company should go about. So there are probably smaller players such as uh, the Good Clam Group, or, you know, Sugar Cosmetic and others where uh, for them, I think these kind of content to commerce playbook might work because the base is really small. It is only over the next 24 to 36 months will we know that whether these companies are actually able to justify the kind of valuations they have or, or the kind of money that the investors have put backing this entire idea of content to commerce. So basically what Sneha is trying to say is that I'm the perfect candidate for all of these brands because I not only consume their content, but also end up transacting. Guys, I'm being played. While I process that, let me tell you that while speaking of the drawbacks, one cannot ignore that the Good Glam group suddenly finds itself in a pickle thanks to the news flow around Scoopwoop, a newly acquired company. CEO of Scoopwoop, Satvik Mishra, resigned after being accused of allegedly sexually harassing a former employee. The accusation surfaced recently after the survivor posted on social media the reason for his resignation and named Satvik as the accused. For companies that are actually uh, backed by these uh, kind of marquee investors, uh, there's some bit of basic hygiene that they need to follow. Uh, you know, when they do acquisitions, uh, things like uh, sexual harassment uh, allegations are a very big red flag for these investors who have very high governance standard. So uh, in that sense, I think uh, the board of uh, Good Clam would definitely take uh, uh, you know, note of uh, these allegations. Uh, and um, definitely it does then put a big question mark on how they're going to in future really go and acquire companies because uh, 
you you would n- never really know what kind of due diligence issues or red flags uh, come up post acquisition so i'm sure the company is going to be extra careful uh, but is it going to uh, stop its uh, you know the kind of uh, wheel it has set in motion to go and acquire more companies uh, i believe no uh, are they going to do more due diligence and uh, spend enough time you know than just do these quick fixes or quick acquisitions probably yes Rishi Pratim Mukherjee, Scoopoop's co-founder and representatives of the Good Glam Group, declined to be a part of the show. But the Good Glam Group did send us a statement on Thursday evening. It said, and I quote, In light of recent news reports on Scoopoop Media, the Good Glam Group will be launching an independent inquiry into the matter, which will be conducted by the law firm of Cyril Amarchand Mangaldas. Priyanka Gill, co-founder Good Glam Group, will oversee Scoopoop Media. End quote. All this becomes key when you understand Scoop Whoop has been a strategic addition to the Good Glam portfolio. Listen to Good Glam Group's Darpan Sangvi talk about the Scoop Whoop announcement. The big play for us here was to enter the men's category. As you know as a group, we have sort of, you know, perfected the content to commerce play and that's our moat, uh, the big content engines uh, that we have at the top. The content engines we had, which were whether it was Pop so or baby chakra were targeting the female audience and the female user the brands that we have uh, my glam momsco baby chakra popex so they were all again all targeted towards the female user um, we now you know see the men's uh, business is about a 10 12000 crore rupee opportunity the men's personal care opportunity in india is about 10 to 12000 crores um, and we you know and it's fast growing and it's important um, and we wanted to ensure we play there scoop whoop uh, their audience they have about 100 million users 70 to 75% of them are men uh, and thus uh, the scoop up acquisition laid the foundation for our entry into the men's personal care segment for the moment the good glam group seems unfazed as scoop up comes under scrutiny they also recently acquired two influencer marketing platforms such as viduli and winkle and announced the birth of their good creator co To build this tech platform and acquire more influencer-driven companies, the Good Glam Group has seeded the new venture with 200 crore rupees. With the combined strength of Plixo, Winkle, Miss Valerie, and Viduli, the Good Creator Company will host 250,000 influencers and hopes to reach over 70 million users every month. Well, I figured Noshad, who is also the co-founder of the Good Creator Co, would be the best person to ask what this would translate to for the Good Glam Group. good creator company which is gcc that is going to be an entity that focuses on influencers and creators and the creator economy as the largest creator ecosystem uh, in the country and so our time has largely been on on that aspect of things and uh, as we kind of move forward you'll see us rolling out a lot of exciting new uh, properties and ips one that i can you know mention that happened right away pretty much right after the acquisition was a launch of our creator calendar which is the first of its kind creator calendar with double ratnani if you're familiar with the bollywood calendar that he does every year which is a a very big hit property we've now taken that concept to creators so that's the kind of ip and the kind of exciting things that we can do now as a group with the combined resources that we have so would that mean we'll see other beauty companies follow suit here's what sneha and noshad had to say what most beauty and personal care companies are trying to do is see how they can you know a uh, service a customer through the entire spectrum of their needs and uh, uh, 
people have realized in the last 18 months that the winner takes it all. So there has been this mad rush to just go and uh, build the entire full stack uh, platform where, uh, you know, you become the go-to platform for any customer. So how do you really do that? Either you build those capabilities ground up or you go and acquire companies that really help you become one. In the investment banking parlance, it is called time to market strategy. How much time are you going to take to really build that capability ground up? If if that's going to take significantly longer time and if you have to then pay a little more amount of money to go just go and acquire that capability, it is better to do that because then it gives you a head start uh, or, or an edge uh, against your competitors. So a lot of companies, especially in the BPC segment, be it Nike, be it Purple, be it Sugar Cosmetics, uh, you know, then there's Mama Earth. All of them have acquired companies in the last uh, 12 to 18 months to really beef up their offering. Each company has its own playbook and uh, not necessarily they would be relying so much on the content to commerce uh, strategy. But definitely that is something that any company in today's D2C age cannot ignore. A lot of things having changed in the last uh, you know, two years since the pandemic broke out, a lot of those customers have moved online. So uh, people are not uh, getting into physical stores uh, as much as they were, you know, the footfalls have come down and the online sales have definitely inched up significantly. So people going by their own strategy would... Uh, beef up their platforms either organically or inorganically but um, in terms of how much the spend will be do you anticipate it to be as much as good glam does probably not because uh, you know good glam is going by its own playbook and its own strategy and uh, there are others like you know sugar and all which uh, are omni-channel players so omni-channel is where you also sell online and also have you know uh, physical uh, touch points um, and also good glam uh, probably has uh, cornered a la- uh, you know lion's share in the content space because you know they they have just went on and acquired uh, back-to-back companies so uh, uh, probably they have uh, the best bunch of influencer marketing companies today um, and now if you look at the creator economy and how large it's become uh, the, the the problem of having resources to be able to actually play in that market is is going to be something that you know every small independent company faces so certainly I think we see a lot of room for consolidation that's one of the reasons we also you know took the plunge and um, what, what's really going to be important is to see now how all of these pieces get put together. In our case, I think what's, what's really exciting is that all of the acquired companies really have complementary skill sets and allow us to do what we're already doing, but just to a much larger scale, to a much faster execution, um, and to be able to do it uh, across larger demographics, as we just discussed. So certainly, I think you will see a more consolidation, whether that's brands picking up media entities, whether that's consolidation amongst media entities. Um, you know, I think in both cases, you'll see some action. Sandeesh and Satvik are set to fight things out in court. While the verdict is anybody's guess, what is proven beyond reasonable doubt is that the Good Glam Group's investment strategy has worked like a charm, for the most part at least. Just like I bought a serum that I don't really need, if you're someone who uses social media, the chances are that you too have bought something that an influencer you like has recommended. 
We don't know about whether this scoop poop incident will impact Good Glam Group's acquisitions going forward, but what we do know is that the content to commerce model is here to stay. Thank you Sneha and Noshad for your time. I'm your host Dia Rekhi and you're listening to Good Glam Bad Glam on the Morning Brief. This episode was produced by Surbhi Modi and Swati Joshi from Avaaz. Sound editor Varun Kapahi from Avaaz. Executive producer Arijit Barman. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. If you like this episode, make sure to share it on your social media. Do write to us at the Morning Brief at timesgroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. All sound clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits mentioned in the description.